Welcome to Women's Wellness Podcast with Lucy Catino and Nahal Horn, where we are tackling mommy stress one wellness practice at a time. We provide listeners with wellness and coping strategies as we navigate our daily lives. Together, we will elevate with a holistic healing and empowering approach to to, uh, catching our bliss. Today, I want to introduce to you a very special guest. Her name is Dr. Jenna Hua, an entrepreneurial health scientist and dietitian by training. She is so passionate about the environment, public health, and everything that has to do with food. Um, she was really frustrated by the lack of data of how um, how harmful chemicals like BPA, pathologists are are um, that we you know consume from our plastic and just our everyday products that affect our health and the clinical outcomes, and also the absence of personalized approach to to mitigate harmful chemical exposures that we are often exposed to. So Jenna set out on a mission to change these things and she's helping us um, tackle these issues and also giving us pointers and in, in, in to keep our bodies healthy and also our family's bodies healthy. So we're really excited to have this really powerful conversation today with Dr. Jenna. Jenna, how are you feeling today? Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Lucy and Hall. I'm super excited to be here telling your listeners about harmful exposures and exactly what they can do to protect themselves as well as their entire family. Yes, it's all information that I'm really open to receiving today. And I'm sure Nahal and my guests are also um, excited. And, and it's, it's something that we don't often talk about. Um, so we're just going to dive right in with our first question, Nahal. I know you, you were really excited as well to ask Dr. Jenna some questions. We, I'm so excited to talk to you because both Lucy and I are mothers. I have a four-year-old and I know many women listening also have children. And, you know, recently everything is labeled like BPA free and, you know, this chemical free and that chemical free. But I want to find out straight cut to the chase. What is the most harmful plastic that we use every day that we might not even be thinking about? So um, pla- we, we actually have a really complicated relationship with plastic because you can't possibly get rid of it ev- everywhere, right? It's, it's really mm-hmm. hard. But not all plastics are created equal. So the easiest way to identify which one is better plastic, which one is uh, horrible plastic, it's pretty much looking at that recycling triangle sign on the bottom of any plastic container, top of where they're, when they're labeled that plastic, uh, the, the triangle sign. So that sign is usually labeled between one to seven. Uh, mm-hmm. So people just need to know if it's labeled one to five, those are generally better plastic. Um, and if it's labeled three, four, six, and seven, avoid those. So one is a pretty much, they call it PET. It's a polyethylene tetraphthalate. So that's like, that's usually is in like food containers, water bottles. Those are also recyclable. So one to mm-hmm. five is generally recyclable. They're like a little bit better plastic, but three, four, six, seven, particularly three, and as well as six and seven, 
those are actually plastic containing cancer causing chemicals as well as uh, hormone disrupting chemicals. So six is pretty much people can probably identify is polystyrene that have been using previously, you know, takeout containers. If you see those like, you know, trying to avoid those, bring your own takeout containers and never, never microwave plastics. Um, because oh. the heat will actually release these toxic chemicals out into your food. Uh, so you will have a lot of leaching happening. So never microwave wow. plastics. Yeah. Is that I'm like glad... also? Go ahead. I was going to say, I'm glad that you said that because I actually got rid of my microwave like two years ago. I just refused wow. to use it because I already had all these intuitive like feelings around plastic, but I just couldn't prove it and I kind of felt like crazy sometimes you know like when I would drink out of a plastic bottle like literally I would taste the plastic and mm-hmm. and it didn't it wasn't normal for me because I'm like I should not taste the plastic in my water so I use a lot of like glass like even when I you know to go glasses um, for my water and things like that but I'm sorry Nahal go ahead No, no. I was just thinking about like all of the things that you see in packages that you can microwave these days. There's like these little packages that you get at Trader Joe's that are microwavable. Are those plastic? Like the pouches? You know what I'm talking about, Lucy and Dr. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good question. Yes, yes. I would not say those wouldn't leach because there are already many studies that showing that any chemical, any plastic chemical, if you if you heat them up, most likely they will leach some amount. It's just like a matter of how much it actually leaks out, but we actually don't, we don't have that data. So what in scientifically, what we call it is uh, asking people to take a precautionary approach. So if you already know potentially this could damage, could cause an impact in your health, then, you know, you should just try your best not to do that. Um, you know, if you have to do that, you know, like, out of necessity than trying to eliminate the use. Don't just don't do it every day. The issue with these chemicals is yes, they're not going to kill you the next day, but it's like filling up your cup, right? You like just keep accumulating, you get day in and day out exposure. So you just don't know one day your cup is going to be full and and then it's going to cause you some problem. Wow, That is such a great analogy, the whole filling of the cup. Because I do know that when our bodies do naturally eliminate toxins, Mm -hmm. but I know that with all of the toxin overload, um, our body just seems to hold on to it, especially in our fat cells. Exactly. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of research as a mom. I know know that I was probably bottle fed as a child using probably plastic bottles. What about moms today? Like what are ways that we can protect our children, especially with like the bottles and all of the little juices that you see that are in plastic bottles? Um, you know, there's so many kid items that are in plastic. Yes. What, what, what would your recommendations be? So if any mom still using a plastic bottle, please get rid of it. You know, you try to yeah. change it to glass, stainless steel, or if you worry that, you know, glass is easy to break, stainless steel is too heavy, you can mm-hmm. consider using a silicone cup. Um, but notice mm-hmm. that not all silicones are created equal. So you need to choose a platinum silicone, platinum-based silicone, or FDA-approved medical-grade, food-grade silicone. Uh, make sure you read those labels because when silicone is not processed properly, if it's not platinum-based silicone or FDA 
um, approved food grade silicone, they could have contaminations, and then you would also get exposure to these toxic chemicals. Um, so that's something to pay attention on. The other thing is after you switch out these, you know, bottles. Another thing is, you know, if you if you're you have if you have been like feeding your kids using you know plastic bottles, then you know trying to reduce your other exposures. As you said, like we're like literally exposed to thousands of chemicals a day, yes. and it's right. actually we actually have about like eighty thousand chemicals in use today, and we only have Ooh. about one one percent. We only have a one percent of them have safety data. Oh so like goodness. the rest of them, we actually don't know. And what we know now, like, you know, mom, you can get, you guys can see that um, products are labeled like BPA free, right? But BPA free, it's a, it's a good, it's a good label, but this label is also not reinforced. It's all based on the manufacturer labeling. There's no regulation based on BPA free. And then BPA free doesn't mean it's BPS or BPF free. Uh, BPA has been banned um, in baby products since like 2012, thanks to all the consumer action. However, what manufacturers have done is they changed out the BPA chemical, they changed to BPS and BPF. So they can literally swap out a molecule on BPA wow. and you can change it from BPA all the way to BPZ. Um, and those are not regulated. So, you know, that's why we wow. tell people to, you know, trying to avoid plastic as much as possible, because sometimes some plastic may contain up to 80% BPA, because BPA is yeah. a chemical that makes plastic kind of like shatterproof. Um, and another chemical I'll talk about a little bit is the phthalates. That's also a big one. Mm -hmm. uh, phthalates actually makes plastic flexible. Um, so phthalates, some of the phthalates has been banned too, but phthalates have been used in a ton of personal care products. Like that's the, the whenever you see like fragrance or perfume, most yeah. of the time it will contain phthalates and phthalates is a chemical that makes these scents stick on, onto your body much longer. Wow. Oh my so, so, so you know like reducing yeah. like you know if you already like you know if you use plastic and stuff it's just like okay because we're exposed to so many things you need to pay attention on other things um to trying to reduce as much as possible and then one thing to know is that these chemicals have no business being in your body they just they mm -hmm. they don't they don't give you any benefit they only do harm so you should always eliminate them because they're like everywhere you can't possibly like have zero exposure but right. the key is to reduce so what can we replace yeah. these with i think that's where like do you have any examples of like Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So there's actually quite a movement. Um, a lot since a lot of these products are in. I mean, a lot of these chemicals are in products. So reading product label is a uh, is a big one. Um, and then that's actually part of the reason of like what we do at Million Marker is to help individuals to identify where their exposures are coming from. We also do product audits, making sure like help you understand what the ingredients are in your products and then what are the powerful ingredients and what you should avoid. And we also have a list of a curated product that's toxic free that you can choose from. Um, the other thing is to, you know, understand your other exposures. So this, these, this part is from products, but BPA is actually another big one people often don't know is BPA are also used in coating of the, and the ink of the receipt paper you get at grocery store or gas station. Yes. 
So like, don't touch receipt because your skin can also absorb these chemicals. So if you absolutely have to touch a receipt, make sure you wash your hands right away. But the best best way is like, you know, have your receipt emailed to you. Don't touch it. Yeah, um, I've heard that one for sure. And I, I never always, heard that. yeah, thank I've you. heard that one. And I always say, no, thank you. Just, you know, or like you said, I prefer to have it emailed. That, I mean, th- this is really powerful stuff, powerful information, things that we're constantly being exposed to that a lot of us may not even be aware. So I'm really grateful to have you on. Yeah, the other thing yeah. is, you know, we use a lot of like, you know, serin wrap and all these things right. in the yeah. kitchen, right? So trying to swap out to a bee wax wrap, which mm. you can also, which you can use it multiple times. And also thinking about this is, you know, like by doing this kind of simple swap, you're, you're, you're reducing your exposure to toxic chemicals. So you're also helping the environment. Like yeah. just think about the plastic <laughs> issues we have like everywhere. It's like, it's pretty scary. And I felt like, people, yes, we have the convenience, but we shouldn't be scared really like for the next generation or the future generation to come. So by making these simple swaps, you can really protect yourself, your family and the environment. Yeah, for sure. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You know what? This is definitely something that can trigger a lot of people because we have so like, like you said, plastics are everywhere. Do you have any recommendations for how we can kind of support our bodies um, like either in detox or like um, supplements that we can take or just ways that we can like take care of our bodies while we're exposed to all of these, you know, plastics that we can't really get around day to day. So a few things when it comes to food, um, in terms of supplement, there aren't like a ton of quality research on which supplement you could use to help reduce mm-hmm. But um, if you think about the mechanism of how these, how detox work, antioxidant always help, and which is always coming from fruits and the vegetables. Um, And also uh, try to eat in as much as possible, you know, like avoid takeout containers because, because Mm. takeout containers also, utensils also have these, um, these chemicals in them and also packaged food. It's another thing too so another chem another big chemical also uh, a hormone disrupting chemical called parabens some of you uh, some mm-hmm. people might have heard of it because you you can see some shampoos or personal care products saying paraben free so paraben yeah. is usually used as preservative uh, however like when it's used in cosmetics it's it does label as paraben in ingredients uh, or inactive ingredient in some of the over-the-counter ornament However, when it's used in plastic, uh, not plastic packaging, but packaged food, it's actually labeled as hydroxybenzoic acid. So people don't even know by, you know, eating packaged food, they're already ingesting hormone disrupting chemicals like paraben. So we always mm-hmm. tell people if you can eat in as much as possible, this also increase your, bound, your bond, bonding time with your family, uh, which is yeah. also a win-win. Um, so that's a, like, you know, that's like another tip. Um, there have been some research showing taking vitamin B folic acid, um, vitamin B complex could help reduce air pollution exposure. So uh, one of the chemicals in air, um, air pollutant is also a hormone disrupting chemical and taking vitamin B complex have shown to decrease that exposure or to mitigate that exposure. So those are the like a few like evidence. And the other thing is just, you know, 
exercise also help you know by sweating mm-hmm. out your uh, by sweating it out you can also help detox and obviously yeah. stress doesn't help right like stress just like mm-hmm. makes everything worse so we one thing that we're also trying to balance is we don't want to f- like people to feel doom and gloom by doing this education, by having people take our tests and understanding their exposure. We really want to empower people and they really change the mindset of like, yes, it's kind of doom and gloom, but we really want to empower you to make a change. So then, you know, you can feel better. Yes. I love that. Thank you so much. I really feel empowered <laughs> and I feel ready just to get rid of all my plastic <laughs> that I, I have lingering in house. <laughs> For sure. I, I would have yeah. to agree with that one. So you are the founder of the Million Marker. Can you share with us what inspired this startup and its function and how you're able to help people through this initiative? Yes. So I started the company because I was a uh, I was frustrated by several things. Uh, the first thing was uh, part of it was because of my research. So I was trained as a dietitian and then I was working in a hospital at the time, but nobody listens to me. <laughs> like changing mm-hmm. behavior is really hard. So that's why I decided to go back to school and study environmental health. So what I studied was, uh, was how does our food environment actually impact adolescent or uh, childhood obesity? Um, and through that research, I kind of realized, you know, it's not just where we shop and then where we buy our food. It's also what's in our food, right? You're talking about mm-hmm. pesticides, you're talking about heavy metals, you're talking about these chemicals that really also impact our metabolism. And we don't really have a way to letting people know what's in their food. Yeah, the labeling, everything is not great. And then when it comes to chronic disease, actually only about 30% is uh, contributed by your genes. The rest of them are all environmental factors. And we don't really Mm -hmm. have a way to understand what are the environmental factors are impacting our health and then what can we do about it? Because you can't change your genes, but you know, your environment is something you can really change, but we, we just don't know how. And that was like really, really frustrating to me that we don't have that tool. Um, And then during that time, I also really struggled with my own fertility issues. So I had four really late stage um, miscarriages that happened Mm -hmm. to me and the doctor couldn't figure out what's going on with me. Uh, Not until my fourth miscarriage, they were able to identify I have two super rare conditions that only happens during pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And they have no idea what triggers my, you know, miscarriages. And I know, you know, these chemicals could impact fertility, like miscarriages, menstrual cycle, you name it, many bodily function. And then when I went to the doctor, I was like, could I, you know, could it be this kind of chemicals that causing me having these issues? And they were just like, we don't know. The only test that's available is heavy metal. There's like no other tests available. I'm like, this is crazy. Like this day and age, we being like, you know men humankind have been procreated for thousands of years and we have like genetic tests we have microbiome tests we have a ton of tests but how could we not have like you know an environmental exposure test like and this is something that we can do something about it you know like right right but it wasn't available and i was just like really mad you know because i was looking for answer for myself because at that point i was like very desperate finding answers and i felt at the time if even just having this sense of assurance, making sure that I'm doing everything right, um, it was worth it. It wasn't available. So then I was like, okay, 
I guess it's time to quit academia and research and do something useful. (laughs) Uh, So that's what inspired me to start the company. And I see us, you know, not just providing people the tools to understand their exposure, but also at the same time contributing to sustainability and also contributing to research because we're so limited with the data we have for this kind of research. Um, We just, we just don't know, you know, we have been studying these chemicals one at a time, but we, we are actually exposed to these chemicals, like many, many of them all at the same time, but we actually mm-hmm. don't have a way to study them because we don't have the data. We don't have the sample size, the large data to actually study this. And I imagine one day that we, you know, we have a database, we have the tools and then we have more tests allowing people to understand you know, their exposures and also, you know, take prevention into everybody's hand. You know, we want to prevent before the disease actually happens. Um, so this way we can, you know, one is save medical costs. And then second, more, much more importantly, is having better quality of life. You know, yeah. enjoying more quality time with your family. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to burden your family and you don't want to be sick. And mm-hmm. that's just like, that's how we can enjoy your life better. Yeah. Wow. Powerful. Well, thank you so much. I mean, it's going to take me a while to process all of this. (laughs) And I'm sure our listeners can feel the same, but I'm really, really grateful for your, um, your, you know, just willingness to come on and and share your knowledge. Very, very, very amazing. Um, So do tell us where can we find you? Where can we follow you and learn more? Yes, so people can check us check us out on our website. We're at milliammarker.com. Uh, we're also pretty active on Instagram, um, Twitter, as well as LinkedIn. So we're just like a million marker, million underscore marker. Check us out on Instagram. We oftentimes also do product comparison. Mm. Um, so check that out. And also, you know, we urge people to be a mindful shopper. So other than don't touch receipts, also trying to learn how to, you know, read product ingredients labels. And we actually put together a whole like a chemical glossary on our website. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to resources, check out our chemical glossary, and that will tell you, okay, what are the common chemicals appear in product labels uh, as ingredients and what are other um health impact so then you can also educate yourself educate your family um, about this kind of exposure and then trying to eliminate them and if people are interested you know using our service you can simply you know order a test kit online fill out exposure survey and get yourself tested so we can pinpoint exactly where your exposures are coming from so you can do something about it perfect i'm gonna order that (laughs) tonight yeah yeah no for sure (laughs) Thank you, Jenna, so much. Again, we appreciate you and your knowledge and all this information. And we will be in touch. Thank you so much. much. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. And to our listeners, until the next time, be well. Do check us out on our Instagram page. That's luce.inspiration, where we provide you with updates, inspirational quotes, and new episodes and everything wellness and inspiration on there so we do appreciate you all take care